Thank you for listening to the Phase One Sports Podcast. Today is the final installment in our three-part series of the Super Bowl. Brandon, Biggie, and I will choose the winner of today's Super Bowl and give you a final score. Stay tuned and find out, and thank you for always listening to Phase One Sports. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. What's going on? How everybody doing? I'm good. Who's going? <laughs> you still got your still got your sleepy voice game. It's early. No PJ. It's uh, it's snowing out here. Yeah, bro. I woke up and I'm like, I seen it snow on the car. And I'm like. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. That's just insane. Sick weather. Because I got my weather app and I got, I always have New York and, you know, Philadelphia. I always got New York and Philly. So I checked the weather. I didn't even look outside. I checked the weather. I'm like, oh, it's snowing? (laughs) Then I look out and then it's really snowing. (laughs) It's not snowing. Where is it snowing? New York? No, no, no. Are you. Yeah, in Philly, I told you I'm out here. I told you, Biggie, I'm out here in Philly for the Super Bowl, and it's snowing oh, out here. that's right. That's right. You're with mom. Yep, yep, yep. It's snowing. Yeah. Are you supposed to get a lot? Well, I'm looking at it. It's supposed to, it's supposed to, it's supposed to snow all the way up until 4 o'clock. So, I mean, I don't really think – I don't know how many inches it's going to be. I mean, but it's, it's, it's supposed to snow for a little bit. I didn't even see this coming. But it's not coming down a lot right now, though. It's not, it's not, it's, you know. I hope you don't have to work tomorrow. I actually do. I actually do. Oh. I, <laughs> I do. I actually do got to work tomorrow. It's actually snowing in New York, too. I'm looking at my weather. It's, it's snowing back up there, too. Dude, it's, it, guys, it's like, it's like 45 degrees already in Maine. 45, yeah. Well, it's, it's 33 and 30 right now. It's crazy. Crazy. About yeah. eleven o'clock, I'm gonna put eleven o'clock. I'm gonna put in that pulled pork. It's gotta cook for like eight and a half hours on two hundred degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Low and low. They're gonna be hey, no yeah. slow and they're gonna be no slow and low to this game though. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm so, so I went to, it. So, so I went. To, I started to go to sleep last night. I sent K-Sign a message, and. I sat down because I, I set up a little studio in my basement and I was sitting down here before I went upstairs and I was goofing around on my computer and I said, oh my gosh, somebody posted on YouTube the Super Bowl, but played it with 2022 Madden. And I said, <laughs> oh, let me let me see how crazy, let me see how crazy this score is. And watched a couple highlights through the game, like literally maybe like a minute just to see who had watched for stats and stuff like that. And I'm actually going to go with the same score because I wasn't too far off. The same score mm-hmm. that this guy got in Madden last night. I'm going 30 to 23 Rams win the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, Bengals win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I like that's that score. Just, that's just where I'm at. 30 to 23 because... I think last night when we were all talking, and I can only speak for myself, we were all debating how good both of these teams are, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, at least for myself, I think maybe 
the guys on the panel were worried about if Cincinnati gets down by 10 or 14, they're not going to be able to run the ball. They're a young team. Are they going to feel the nerves in Hollywood under the bright light? All of that stuff, right? All of it. But why can't that same thing psychologically happen to the Rams? What if the Rams get down by 14? Hey, what the fuck are we doing here? We were supposed we're supposed to be up by 10 right now. And then right. maybe Cincinnati and then maybe Cincinnati can snowball a little bit of that momentum because the good thing about being young sometimes you're too young to be scared. And I think that Smart. yields to the Bengals right now where the Rams have a lot of veterans, man, and they know how precious it is to get back to a Super Bowl or just to get to one. So if they see it slipping away, they might get a little bit nervous. I don't know. But Biggie is putting down the parlay, the points. He's pushing everything <laughs> to the side. And he's saying, straight up, this is my super-duper-duper duper lock of the year. It's like back in the 80s when computers first came out. Cincinnati hey guys, 30, uh, Rams 23. Look, guys, so I'm looking, I'm, and I'm going to get to those points, Biggie, you just mentioned, because those are all great points. I want to respond to the point about, uh, you know, the whole what, which, if a team gets down 14, a team gets down 10, whatever team. But check this out, guys. I'm looking at the weather for L.A., right? Obviously, where the Super Bowl is at. It's 59 right now by kickoff. By kickoff. Now, obviously, it's in the dome. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, they play in the dome. But by kickoff, it's going to be 72. It's supposed to be in the 80s all day over there. I think they, it was at one point they were talking about this Super Bowl being the hottest because I think they said like they're getting like, yeah, they're, they, they're saying like they're getting, um, you know, it's always warm in LA, but around this time period of the year, it's normally 60s out there. But they said it's been like it's been close to 90 pretty much leading up to today. It's been pretty much 90 all last week. So I wonder if the humidity is going to play a fact. Now, they said kickoff time is 72. So that's, that's clearly not bad at all. That's 72 degrees. That's, you know, bearable. But I thought that it was a possibility that it could have been close to 90 the way they were I talking. 80, I heard it 84. It could The other day I heard they said at kickoff it could be 84. So I'm, I'm glad it went down because, you know, we talked about this on one of the other shows about when the Super Bowl comes in, why they play it in these pristine weather conditions it mm-hmm. is so that there's none of that reasoning too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry. Right. Well, I, you know, I always thought SoFi Stadium, when I found out that the Super Bowl was going to be there as well as everybody else there, I thought it was perfect because I, me personally, it's one thing I don't like about, and not to get off subject, but it's one point I don't like about AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys Stadium. It's a beautiful stadium, but one one thing I noticed sometimes it affects their own players, and they were talking about this. J. Joe's create this billion dollar stadium, but you guys notice they got like that big glass screen to where the sun comes in during the evening, like during the day afternoon games, and sometimes that could be hard for the players, for the for the uh, Cowboys players if they can't catch the ball and stuff like that. So I always felt this: when you build in these type of stadiums, it really needs to be convenient for your fans, but also most importantly for the players. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. stadium stadium factors matter. I've I, I've always loved MetLife Stadium, be the new one. You know what I mean? I just think that it's convenient for the players. Some people complain about. It. I don't know what people complain about MetLife Stadium for, but uh, I always thought MetLife Stadium was you know a good stadium. I know I would never want the Giants to ever get a dome. The day they do that, is <laughs> something's not right. You know what I mean? I I feel like 
cold teams that play in outside what like teams that are playing cold locations are always supposed to have outside weather. I mean, outside stadium, you know, a stadium that's you know not a dome because I thought always thought it benefits them. You know what I mean? But you know, Detroit plays in the dome. The Vikings play in the dome, so that's not always the case. No, I, um, I agree with your uh, point. I just feel like certain teams like Minnesota, Detroit, because the weather gets so bad up there. It's so Buffalo. cold. Yeah, it's so cold, man. Yeah, it's so, so cold because then. It doesn't. You don't. You can't really attract fans because, like, who's going to Buffalo minus three? Unless you're a dot. Unless you're Jeff. Like, who's going? Who's going to Buffalo <laughs> minus three? Okay, that's a I good point. Them. That's a good point, and I think that's why the Bills are trying to actually uh, their new stadium, whether it's in Buffalo or whether we had to lose about this whole Toronto thing. I'm pretty sure if they if they do decide to move to Toronto, it has to be a dome. Yeah, like, it can't be an outside stadium in, in Toronto. It can't be. You know what I mean? But even in Buffalo, they're trying to actually get a dome because it's cold, man. It's cold. Obviously, you know, those fans are going to show up regardless. We know how loyal Buffalo fan base is. But uh, I, I agree with okay. I think some of the cold, cold weather teams, maybe outside the Packers and Bears, those are like legendary franchises. So the cold just go hand in hand with, you know, the teams. But I agree. But to get to your um point, me personally, I think that, Cincinnati gets down. I just trust the Bengals more so if they get down, to be quite honest with you. I know that the Bengals are obviously the more they're the young, they're the younger team. They're filled with more youth. But there's a, some players on the Rams, guys, that never played in the Super Bowl. They're veterans, but they never played. Like Donald's been there. Cup didn't even play in the last Super Bowl. He was hurt. Odell's never played in the Super Bowl. Now the, yeah, the veteran experience in terms of the experience, yes, it goes on the Rams side. But in terms of Super Bowl games, we've seen teams over the years where they might have had veteran players, but they get to a Super Bowl, you could tell they never played in one. You know what I mean? So Aaron Donald is, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that Aaron Donald, obviously Von Miller, um, Ramsey's never even played in one yet. So the, the Super Bowl man could get it could be it could get you could get nervous even if you're a veteran player that's been in big games, but you've never been in the Super Bowl. We know Cincinnati, I don't even know if Cincinnati has one player that has Super Bowl experience on the roster. You know what I mean? But the Rams, they only it's not that much. You know what I mean? So uh Van Jefferson is obviously a starter. He's never played in one. I think and what I'm curious to see is I think, guys, we're going to see a lot of slowness from both offenses coming out. I think the defense is going to be ahead of schedule uh, early on in the game because I think it's going to be a lot of nerves. It's going to be a lot of nerves. I think McVay is going to be aiming to chase that big play early on. It's, I, I can see Stafford pressing because we've seen that before during the regular season. Not so much in the postseason with Stafford, but we saw a, a few times throughout, not more than a few times in the regular season when Stafford would press, you know what I mean, to try to get it going early. And I can see that from Burrow. Burrow is obviously more... Like I said, I trust them all. But, you know, still just being a young quarterback, big stage. Like, they asked Burrow coming into the game. He said, listen, I'm tired of watching film. I'm ready to play. So, I just goes to show you that the the, the the anxiousness to get out there. You know what I mean? So, I can see a lot of, uh, you know, just sloppy play early on before the team started. You know, they start finding their rhythm. I can see that really in the first quarter. And then by the second quarter, I can see teams really starting to find their footing. But, um. Uh, like I said, I, I, Cincinnati. Like we we talked about this yesterday. I had to, you know, end up leaving the show. But um, Cincinnati. I, I just like I said before. I don't have. I, I got my prediction now. I thought about it overnight, so I got who I'm picking. It might have sound like I was rolling with Cincinnati. Who knows? I might. I might you know? Who knows? Nobody know the prediction yet. So, but um, I, I'm I'm so excited for this game. Um, I can't wait. It's so many different variables. And I know we talked about this yesterday. We were saying, like, nobody thought this would be the Super Bowl or, you know, many people might be, oh, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. 
everybody's gonna watch the game. So for people that say not go watch it because they don't like who's there, whether it's Cincinnati, I think people need to get out this mind frame of expecting the um the the more predictable teams to make it. Like a lot of people in it thought, okay, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. Some people may even thought Buffalo, but it was really so much Kansas City coming into the season that everybody thought. I think this is something new for everybody to see. You know, to see a young team like Cincinnati, to see the young stars in the league like Burrow at Chase, these, this is the future of the league. And then when you look at the Rams, I thought the Rams being in the Super Bowl, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone. Even before they made the trade for Odell and Von Miller during the season, they were a preseason Super Bowl pick. I thought they were the biggest threat coming into the season uh, uh, to Tampa, more so than Green Bay. Even though I had Green Bay in the Super Bowl, I still thought the Rams was the biggest threat because of, I just thought they uh, they matched up well with Tampa, and that proven to be the case. The past three meetings they met, you know what I mean. So um, the Rams, like I said before, it's a lot of pressure. I think it's obviously all the pressure is on LA. We know this. Cincinnati's even people say they're not supposed to be here and stuff like that. But we know who the pressure is on. You know, come on, you you get a you get a you get a um a Super Bowl. You're hosting it. It's in LA. This is the chance for the Rams to really really prove. To LA, sure. like you know, th- this is it. This is it. And I'm not saying LA doesn't have. They don't have. Uh, the Rams don't have LA, and because LA is gonna be in the house. I heard a lot of people keep saying, "Well, don't be surprised if you don't really see a, a strong support fan base at the stadium." I said, "I highly doubt it." I, I think the Rams, since they built that stadium, and over the years since they moved back to LA, the, that fan base has grown stronger and stronger. Um, but if they win the Super Bowl, this can really cement them in terms of, okay, they really got L.A. now. Not saying they don't now, but I just think it could cement them. And this would be a Hollywood ending. Like I said, this is a Hollywood team. You look at the stars. Um, this is a Hollywood ending. But I just think Cincinnati's coming to crash the party. I really do. I think they're coming in the mindset. I'm telling you, if I'm Zach Taylor, besides the X's and O's and normal motivation speeches that you know a head coach would give, I would give them an even extra more motivation. Look, nobody expects for us to be here. You keep people keep talking about what if we get down by this? What if we get down by that? Now, obviously, we know the players would sit there and say we don't hear the outside media. They do because you know you hear ESPN, you hear it, and they're young. They got their phones on them. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they're not preparing for the game, which they are, right. but you still hear the noise. You're in LA, you hear the noise, you hear the media, you hear the questions come about. So if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm saying, listen, we're in their city, we're in their stadium, this you know five six billion dollar stadium, and they're favorites, and we're, we're, we're just Cincinnati. Like, it's, it's, it's you know what I mean? So, if I was acting, I'm putting all of like, listen, you know what I mean? So, and I like this team, man. I really do. It's the Bengals is so, I don't, and I know you guys can agree with me on this. Since the playoff run, they were so, it's like they're easy, it's like they're fun to root for. It's the easy to root for them, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? They're the underdogs, yeah, they, they're the underdogs. They never won a Super Bowl. We know about the last time <laughs> they've been, they've had bad luck, you know what I mean? So, it's like it's, it's easy while. to root for them. Yeah, it's easy nah. to root for them. And I'm not saying it's not easy to root for the Rams. I'm just saying. Nah, you know, for us, like as Giants fans, man, like we got to pick our playoff teams midway through the season. We start looking at the other NFL teams, like who we gonna root for in the playoffs because we know the Giants. Hell yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I gravitated towards Cincinnati easily because it was an easy team to root for. But like, let me give you guys this backstory. I think Biggie said it perfectly. I got a four year old. Four-year-old niece, like I spent, with, I, I know her 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 entire life, and Biggie said this perfectly. When you young, you not you not you don't fear anything. I remember this girl would walk downstairs with no lights on, <laughs> and I'm saying to myself like, "Yo, this girl is not scared of anything." But it's what Biggie said. When you young, 
and you don't know anything, you don't fear anything. Like you don't you don't have that mindset of fear. And this is exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals have. Like they have no fear. They don't have that mindset of fear. When you're young, when your first time in the postseason, first time in the Super Bowl, what are you scared of? So when you playing with house money, listen, I like I, I love Cincinnati in this game, man. I know if they're down 14, 21, we've seen this all postseason long. Joe Burrow, he could sit in the pocket and take it and take these hits. He was hit nine times in Tennessee and still found a way to win the game. I know quarterbacks that would have folded, that would have actually get, get to, to get taken out of the game. And Joe Burrow doesn't have that. He just stays there, gets hits, and finds a way to make plays. So my prediction, I like Cincinnati 34-31. I just find they just gonna find a way to win this game. And I think like Biggie said, the pressure's on LA. Like you're home. This is your this is your city, your town. Mm-hmm. And as much as Brandon, you wanna say like this is like LA's gonna come out and show out, they're not really LA Rams, like there's not a lot of Rams fans out here. Think about it. The 49ers came in and it was it almost looked like a 49ers home game. No, it's I'm not true. It's true. That's true. I ain't saying Cincinnati's gonna come out because I don't know how well they travel. I'm not the biggest Cincinnati Bengals fan, so I don't know how much they're gonna travel out. But that does concern me. Like, how how are people coming to see your own stadium making it feel like it's the opposite home game? And granted, it's supposed to be a, a neutral side game. And I don't know what the NFL is gonna do about well, I think, this. Well, see, with these type of Super Bowl, I'm sorry to cut you up, okay. Uh, with these Super Bowls, like I think this because Shannon Sharp made a good point. He said this Super Bowl is going to be not just this going to be one of those ones where um, you, you don't really see a. It's not like you see the Rams faithful like they will be there, but it won't be heavy one sided right. to them, and it won't be right. heavy sided to system. You'll see a lot of right. world football fans at this one, especially exactly. with the tickets. Exactly, especially with the tickets. I say the tickets, y'all, for like the average prices. I said this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I'm just on here, just looking, not thinking of purchasing anything like that. But you know, just looking, just doing like what everybody else. Let's let's see what the prices are, and um, I think it's gonna be one of those. But I want to give credit to Kay on this biggie before you before you speak. He didn't predict this Super Bowl. Obviously, he said what he said. Um, he you know he obviously had his prediction before the season. But I remember talking to him when we was all talking in the group chat, and I said this. No, he said this. He was like. I got Cincinnati over Kansas City. This was after Kansas City had to win against Buffalo. He had faith in Cincinnati from, you know, I'm, I'm probably maybe the wild card round of the divisional round. Like, he seen, he had confidence in them because he kept talking about, I don't know if he saw something we didn't see early on because I didn't see any, I thought Cincinnati was going to lose to Tennessee. That's what I thought coming in. And I thought they was going to lose to Kansas City, even though I was rooting for them so hard. But K, he picked them up to beat Kansas City. I think he was probably the only one to do it. You know what I mean? But out the whole panel and, out, you know, so he's he seen this coming. Well, you know, in terms of, you know, but yeah, he's seen this, like he's seen the confidence in him. See, the thing with, Kansas, I'm not Kansas City, the, the thing with the Bengals, I, I said this in the, before when we first started the postseason, these shows in the postseason. I said it's going to be one team out of this wild card. And I think Biggie remembers me saying this. It's going to be yeah. one team out of this wild card that's going to go yeah. on a run. It always happens. If it's not every right. year, it's every couple years. But if we look back at the Giants teams, if we look back at the Ravens, like it's always a team in the postseason that goes on a run that's not supposed to be there. And especially if it's a young team like Cincinnati, like there's nothing to lose. You got to come out and play. Nobody expected you to win the AFC North. They was handing at the, they was handing that division to Baltimore, and they thought Pittsburgh had an opportunity. Like granted, Pittsburgh did make it to the postseason. 
But you were supposed to be a rebuilding team. Your quarterback just tore his ACL. Everybody's looking at you like, yo, you'll be here in a couple years. Joe Burrow said, fuck all that. We we going now. This is our time. And Joe Burrow kind of reminds me so much of, like, Russell Wilson, not his style of play, but more so his mindset. Like, why not now? Like, why can't we win this shit now? Like, he like, reminds me of Tom. Yeah, even Tom, but like more yeah, Russell. He reminds me, yeah, more, yeah, his, I see. Because Russell had right. that, I think Russell went to the Super Bowl his second year. Yeah. And they played. First uh, his, yeah, second and third year, right. Second, second and third year, yeah. and they played period. And the whole time, the whole time leading up to the Super Bowl, Russ kept saying this one quote, and I remember this to this day, why not us? Like, why not us? Like, why can't we yeah, win this Denver shit? was Denver was favored in that game. Just even with Seattle's Legion of Boom defense, everybody was giving because that offense that Denver had that year. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's only really Cooper Cup or OBJ. Like, if you take Cooper Cup, now you it's one on one OBJ. Not to say OBJ is not going to show up in the big moments because we know what right. he did in New York. We've seen a little bit in, in Cleveland. But it's not to say OBJ is going, we don't know how he performed in the big lights yet. We just seen mm-hmm. clips in the postseason. And then everybody got, everybody's giving us the Cooper Cup. Like, I'm looking at the prop bets. They think he can go for 140. Like, you know, Cincinnati giving up 140 to Cooper Cut. Like, I, yeah, I see a lot of shadow. Like, Cincinnati's like, definitely going to, they're going to shadow the whole, like, Cincinnati's pretty much going to do every, they're going to ship the whole defense. Listen, we got to take Cup out the game, period, or limit his damage. If Odell so then let me, hey, B, I'm, B, ahead, I'm sorry. Ahead. So let me ask no, you no, this no, question. Ahead. Let me ask you this question because it ties into your statement and Brandon's sta- and, and Kason's statement at the same time. Do you think that the Rams, will i don't want to say force because there's too much of a vague definition that could go with that word you know what i mean but do you think that the rams may make it a point to try and get obj started a little early and a little often and maybe with a couple deep shots so that they potentially soften up the coverage against cooper like the Rams come out, McVay comes out, and he's like, listen, we're going to show off OBJ. We're going to try and go deep to him because ultimately all we want to do is make the Bengals question their coverage on Cup. And are the Rams going to – I realize we could do this to every part of this game before it opens up like that, but this is something I was thinking about the other day. I think OBJ might be a little bit of a decoy so that – when you have those times where you say we got to go to Cooper, it might be softened up a little bit for Coop, which is why I think OBJ could have a big game today because I think OBJ is going to be the jab to Cooper Cup's big right hand against the Bengals defense, or at least that's what the that's what the Rams are going to try and do. Well, hold on, hold on, Brandon. Before you answer that, let me play. Let's play these three messages before they follow. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How we doing? How we feeling, gentlemen? Biggie, I was just talking about that with my husband last night about OBJ um, possibly being utilized a little bit more during his game tonight. So I like how you're thinking. Brandon, NK, what up? Biggie. Football weekend, gentlemen. I've been listening to y'all and uh, everybody else and all the sports media outlets and talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and the the miraculous story and the 
they're too young to be in to know what they're into and having no fear and all that good shit. And that shit sounds all fine and dandy. <laughs> but the one thing about being young is you don't know everything. And America loves the underdog, and it's a story in the, in the country of the underdog. But sometimes your ass is just outmatched and outweighted. And with age come experience. There's a reason why kids aren't leaders. The adults are. Yeah, man. What's up with all y'all guys, man? Appreciate y'all. And giving this, you know what I'm saying, in sports report. We need some more sports cast on here. But, uh, yeah, I feel you coming from, bro. Like, um... It is a lot of inexperience on both sides, you know what I'm saying? Because even Cincinnati got super inexperienced, you know what I'm saying? And it can go either way, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, the momentum is definitely in the young team hand. Like, what they got to lose, they weren't even expected to be there at the Super Bowl. So it's like what they got to lose, like, all the pressure is really on the Rams, like, I really think, in my eyes, because you got the veteran players who – should know what to do and should how to know how to get out there, man. If the Bengals come out there and start lighting shit up, oh, yeah, you start getting nervous when you're on national TV and if you got millions and millions of people watching. This ain't like no regular Sunday game. It's the Super Bowl, so you're right. They better get it together because it, it can go crazy. But shouts out to y'all boys. Shout out. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, let me let me just put this out there. And Jones, boys, is, is right in, in what he's saying, but when I was mentioning a mention a minute ago, and Kason, I love the example that you use with your niece about you're you're too young to be afraid. I I I I keep a notebook with me sometimes because I'll be driving or I'll be at home or at work, and and these like stupid little fables or sayings will come into my head, and and I jot them down. And I just want to put one out there for Jones boys because it's a little play off the one that that we just made before and that you used the example for your niece. And I wrote this down a couple of years ago and, and I'm going off the top of my head. But the way it goes is when I was young, I was too stupid to be afraid because I didn't know better. But now that I'm old, sometimes I'm too afraid to be stupid because I know the value of things as I get older and I know how precious things are. So as I get older in life and I have to make, make those risky decisions, sometimes when I shouldn't be afraid and just go for it, my wisdom teaches me to be afraid. So it's my Jones boy. I'm sorry. It might just be a little play off of what you're saying, but it, 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 you have two forces at work here. You have the one team in the Bengals that are young ready to roll. I mean, hell, their coach, Brandon and I were talking about this, and PJ and I spoke about it a while ago. Four games into this season, the Rams were like, hey, we need to, we need to fire our coach. He, you know, not the Rams, the Bengals. The Bengals were like, you know what? He can't do it. He's too young. It's too big of a situation. Um, And, and, and they kept things steady out there. And one of the bigger things I think that's going to happen for the Bengals today I remember year, years ago, two decades plus, I was back home in Jersey and I was sitting down at a dinner that my dad arranged and we're eating with Jake LaMotta, Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame boxing champions, right? Jerry Cooney, Larry Holmes. And I remember I was talking to Jake LaMotta about his Sugar Ray Robinson fights. 
And I asked him what it was like fighting Sugar Ray Robinson, because as far as I'm concerned, and many in the boxing world, he's the greatest fighter to ever live. And Jake LaMotta said, I had a, I had a run of about four rounds from about round seven to around 11, where I was fighting so well, I didn't think I could lose. I did not think I could lose. Mm. And then I got punched in the face. And I thought about that Mike Tyson quote, everybody has a plan to fight me till I punch them in the face. I think that's going to play well into, into Cincinnati's game plan today. Right. I think that, I think that we're in that zone and we're going to play it. The only thing that worries me about the Bengals today, and we all think it's going to be somewhat of a close game. I have a little bit bigger on the spread between the winning and losing, but does the clock strike midnight before the Bengals could kick that winning field goal? Or does the clock strike midnight just as OBJ is cutting a slant into the end zone like John Taylor did the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl back in 89? That's where this game comes down to for me. Listen, everybody listening, you might as well put on Ali Frazier one two and three today as your pregame for this football game because in that fight we hear the great howard cosell yelling it's ali no it's frazier it's ali no it's frazier and i think after the first quarter of tonight's game that's the kind of game we're going to be in store for um i i just i just i just think the Bengals are there and to brandon's point about the variety of fans that we're going to see in this game in LA, this is the epitome of long-term vision on the NFL's part, because this is exactly what's the NFL wants. They want 10, the stadium holds like 75,000, 70,000 people. They want 15,000 Bengals fans. They want 20,000 Rams fans, and they want 35,000 fans from everywhere else, because this has become the ultimate, spectacle sport in of all sports right now so this diversity of fandom and this diversity of teams i mean as a football fan i love when we see new teams in the super bowl because it shows the strength and the depth and the diversity in the league as much as i appreciated dynasties and god knows it was our new york football giants Yes, that yes, put, yeah. that put that put two dents into that dynasty. Dynasties are important, but I think for the overall health and strength of the league, the diversity of different organizations getting to the Super Bowl is really, really important. And I'm honestly, listen, it's nice not to sweat this game. I have no money on it. I don't have a team in it, so to speak. I just get to sit back, make my brisket and watch it and then message you guys and enjoy. This is going to be a great day. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, all those points were spot on. You know what I mean? Like I said, I just think that um, this should be a back-and-forth game. Um, I, listen, that Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl in 2017, that, that was back-and-forth. That was probably one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've ever seen. Uh, it was 41-33, to 33, Philly won. You know what I mean? But it was back-and-forth. That's still, if I'm not mistaken, I still think that's the highest-scoring Super Bowl. I know yards-wise, it was definitely uh, ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, Foles threw for close to 400. Brady threw for 505. So, uh, I'm not saying we're going to get a 41-33 game. But it wouldn't, I don't think anything would surprise anybody at this point. You know what I mean? I think, with, you know, obviously the, the offenses are going to get the storylines, the headlines, and rightfully so because of the players. 
Um, and we know about the Rams' defensive stars with, you know, obviously Donald, Ramsey, Von Miller. But I keep telling people, man, I tell for Cincinnati defense, they might steal the show at some point in the game. I keep telling people that if they're able to get pressure on Stafford, um, I, listen, both teams have had two weeks to prepare. You know what I mean? But I think Cincinnati defense, which is the, the one unit that's not being talked about. Obviously, special teams matters, in the, you know, obviously in these games as well. Great but point. Since, right. So since the Cincinnati's defense uh, is, I think, is going to be the one that stills the show at some point. Uh, if they can get a turnover on staff, but it's possible. And so Skip point, Skip Bayless pointed this out on Skip. He said he wouldn't be surprised if, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened too. Each quarterback might have well, at least one turnover in this game. Like each quarterback, I could see it happening. You know what I mean? One quarterback having maybe each one, one turn, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? But I expect for a back and forth game. I think Cincinnati defense is uh, – they can steal the show because we know what Cincinnati offense represents. We know what the Rams defense represents from a talent's perspective. Uh, and we, we we know what uh, you know the Rams uh, offense represents. But I think Cincinnati defense can be the one to really steal the show. That's why when we talked about this yesterday, I said, I said, if I'm – I think Cincinnati offense is more difficult to game plan for. Now, if Robert Woods was healthy – <laughs> you had Robert Woods. Odell, it'd be a different story. Yeah, it'd be a different story then. You know what I mean? But Van Jefferson is hot and cold. He has came on lately, uh, especially at San Francisco. game. He had a couple catches, but he's hot and cold. Cooper Cup is really the guy. If, if Cooper Cup doesn't go off like he goes off in that NFC Championship game, the Rams don't win that game. They don't. Right. You know what I mean? Now, I, like I said, they, you know, San Francisco, that they, they offensively, they did, but they were up 17 to 7 at one point. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of the crucial, I think Cup had, if I'm not mistaken, was he, yeah, two, yeah, two touchdowns. He said he had the two touchdowns. He had the one crucial catch, but we already know the type of game he had overall. He went off. You know what I mean? So it's like what Kay said. You can take Cup out. Nobody says Odell can't win one on one matchups because. Ever since he's came to the Rams, every single game, especially in the postseason, he's been hot. You know right. what I mean? He had a hundred yard games and he had that uh, what a hundred yards in the NFC Championship game against San Fran. But my thing is, you know, I think Cincinnati is looking at it from a standpoint of okay, if we can take Cup out, even though it's hard to double team him when they put him in the slot so much, it is hard to double team a receiver like that compared to the outside. But since we've seen teams. Do it. And I think Cincinnati is going to try to – they're not trying to. They're going to do it. You know what I mean? So, therefore, if you can do that, okay, let's just see if Odell can win one-on-one matchups consistently. Let's see. And it's what Biggie said. I, I can see the Rams getting Odell involved early on to uh, ease the coverage off of Cup. But, you know, I still expect for Cincinnati to double-team Cup. Let's see if Odell can win one-on-one matchups consistently. We don't trust Van Jefferson. If I'm nope. Cincinnati defense, we don't <laughs> trust him at all. So, therefore – these are your two guys we got to work with. Higby's out. These are your two guys. See, with Cincinnati, this is what I was trying to tell PJ. With Cincinnati, you – okay, I think Chase is going to – I think it's going to be a battle between Chase and Ramsey. And it's like what PJ said. Uh, <laughs> Ramsey can't cover every receiver. You know what I mean? So, they, they're going to put him – he's going to be on Chase pretty much the whole game. Then you got to put him on Chase because if Chase is matched up with any other corner, you know they're going to Chase. And he's going to win. So, therefore, Ramsey has to follow Chase. They move Chase around often. But this is going to have to be one of them games where Ramsey's going to have to move around. We've seen that often with him. It's not like he's on one side like he used to be when he first got to LA or when he was with Jacksonville. They do move him around now, depending on the receiver. Not often, but they do. But I think this is the game where, listen, yo, we got to move him around. You know what I mean? You got to follow number one at all times. You know what I mean? Because, But even with that said, like I said, Ramsey can have a, a situation where 
okay, he limits Chase um, productivity today. But you still got Higgins, you still got Boyd. And those two receivers can win easily. And then like the I, I said it. Yeah, you got and the tight end. Yeah, that's and then P. Ryan. That's what I'm saying. It's too much that the Rams are going to have to deal with. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that they won't come out with a good defensive game plan. I have supreme confidence in Raheem, Raheem Morris to come out with a good defensive game plan. But at the end of the day, let's not make it seem like Zach Taylor can't coach either. He has a scheme that, you know what I mean? He, remember, this guy came with the McDay. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the same system with maybe Zach Taylor's own twist, but he has the skill positions and the players. This is all I was trying to say about the whole San Francisco <laughs> point that they were making. Not trying to, you know, throw dirt on it, but I'm just saying, like, I just, I get what they were saying, but this offense is way more difficult. The Rams, you ask the Rams, they're not just going to say it because they're playing the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but yes, this is the most difficult offense they've had to face all postseason. Like, this is a different so, animal because go the, ahead. The, one thing, the one thing I worry about and I saw it. I actually, I actually did a Brandon a couple of days ago. You know, Brandon, you may have never heard this saying before because it's a little old. Iron sharpens iron. So if you want, so if you're a tough metal and you want to become sharp, you have to sharpen yourself up against that same metal. Mm-hmm. So I did what you do this year, and what you've seemed to sound like to do for a long time. I went back and watched a little film mm-hmm. and kept the volume off and. Just kind of observed. I think that Chase can get in to the mindset of Jalen Ramsey because I saw Jalen Ramsey on more than a handful of plays this year where he just gave up running after guys. And you could, I saw him on two plays where he was chasing a receiver that went into the end zone at like the seven yard line. And Ramsey's looking over his shoulder to see where the safety was. Like, where were you? Now, he's, <laughs> he's, he's an all pro. He's an all pro. And he's probably the premier quarter cornerback in football right now. I'm not saying anything derogatory about him or against him. I'd love to have him on my New York football giants. But oh, yeah. I think there's potentially a weak spot where not many people have seen it. And I do think personally that if they can get into Ramsey's head, that could help them or it could reveal to the Cincinnati Bengals later on in the game that he might not be mentally focused. So that's, I have a list of some things and players I'm going to keep my eyes on for this game and that's actually one of them for me if if chase if if chase can get by or get into ramsey's head it's going to be really interesting for me because let's not forget about this we kind of talked about it last night on the show and this might not be great for his staff but jamar chase also has great ability today to take a lot of pressure off of boyd and higgins because they yeah, give right. Go ahead. Right. No, I'm about to say, yeah, because he can do yeah, because he can do but I don't know I don't know what you was about to say, but yeah, he can do damage. And it's like that's a good point. Like uh Brady caught Brady's obviously last touchdown passes against Ramsey. It was funny because Ramsey tweeted it. He was laughing about it, just you know, giving pretty much, you know, respects to you know the goal or whatever. But um he caught uh Ramsey, you know. Uh, lacking with the Mike right. Evans touchdown, and Mike Evans is not the fastest receiver. You know what I mean? But right. he caught he caught him lacking. You know what I mean? Right. And Jamar Chase is quicker, so therefore, they, listen. 
And that's the thing about the Rams. You can those some of those, like I said, Odell. Obviously, he's not as animated as he once was. We remember the Tom Pierce with the Giants, how animated he could be <laughs> on the sidelines and stuff like that. But still, you can get under his skin. You can get under uh, um, Ramsey. You know what I mean? It's possible Donald and them could get frustrated. They not getting pressure, whatever the case may be. Stafford, we've seen him be antsy at some. This is what I'm talking about. The Rams may be the more maybe the more talented team on both, or you know, just overall. But and obviously the more star players, the more headlines. But to me, to me, the Bengals are the more dangerous and the more calm team. They're young, like Case I said. They don't listen. They're calm and they're young. They they they, they kind of playing with house money. I know if you're a Cincinnati player, you you know you like listen. We here we here to win it. You know what I mean? Which is we, we're not saying that, but you know it's like. Listen, the day the the cold man. Like I said, I did not expect for them to come back in that game against Kansas City. But I'm this sitting is, there. This is the point that a lot of people either are not looking at all or not paying attention. The biggest difference between Joe Burrow and Stafford. Joe been here before. He ain't been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he been to an NCAA championship. And that and and I ain't gonna sit here and compare it to the Super Bowl. I, I look. I'd tell y'all to, to 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 kick me out my own damn show if I said that. <laughs> but think about it. He has a championship mindset. He's been here before. Like, he, him and Jamar, and that's the reason why Cincinnati went out and grabbed Jamar. It's like, yo, we're going to put you with your number one guy from college. So the transition, think about it. There's never been a smoother transition for a rookie receiver that I've seen from Jamar Chase. And maybe Waddle because he played with Tua in Alabama. And uh, the kid from Philly, uh, Devontae Smith. So NFL teams will know what they're doing. Like, yo, we're going to go get your target from college, especially if he could play. Jamar Chase and um, and Joe Burrow played together at LSU. Played in the biggest stage, man. That's what I'm saying. Joe Burrow been here. He got a mindset of a champ. He's been through championship situations before. And it's not no knock on Stafford because we know Stafford was in hell. In Detroit, man, like that's not no winning <laughs> franchise over there. You heard what King <laughs> said? That's a cesspool over there. <laughs> yeah, you, your career go to die. And it used to be Cleveland, and that was Detroit. Well, it's still it's Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. So it go to show you. It's like it's like what everybody been saying, man. It's like the pressure on Stafford, man. Like his, literally, his Hall of Fame career is on yep. this game. I, I mean, granted, he gonna have another opportunity next year, but the NFC is gonna get better. We don't know where Rodgers is gonna go. Dallas is look. Dallas is coming, man. As much as I'm a Giants fan, and we all Giants fan here, Dallas is coming, man. Like they I got gonna my figure own out what it is. Well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they, they gonna figure I just, it out. Yo, what I, really, it I think I'm sorry to say this about Dallas, but I think it's gonna take Jerry Jones not being the owner, man. Like, would that nah, be something? If, no, no, I'm serious. What if they won the Super Bowl and Jerry wasn't allowed to see it? Like, seriously, but it, it would be like it'd be unfortunate. It'd be unfortunate situation. Now, again, I, let's let's make this clear. I'm not wishing anything on the man's death. I'm just saying, like, you know, Jerry is getting up there, man. You know, he's old. You know, so I no, I agree with you. I think Dallas is going to me personally. I just think Dallas is going. We could talk about this another time, pair. I just think Dallas is going to switch their whole formula with, with how they do things, the whole coaching and all of that. Like the third that happens, then I can see Dallas. But I get to the point, K, they talented. Dallas been knocking on the door for years now. They, at some point, it's like, I'm right, the door going, mean? yeah, the that door curse going to get over there. Either the window yeah. going to close or the door going to knock down. I'm more so leaning towards the door knocking down. But like I said, like, the Rams, the, it's more pressure on the Rams because there's no guarantee that they're going to be here. We know Cincinnati's not going to be here next year. Let's be completely honest. Like, think right. about Too it. Too much talent. 
yeah, it was a great year for them, but the AFC is crazy. Think about it. The Chargers missed the playoffs. <laughs> like, think about that team, yo. The Chargers missed the playoffs with that quarterback. Cincinnati's going to always be in the mix. Um, and you play, Rodgers, okay, that's a good point about the Chargers. If they would have won, they would have played Cincinnati in that wild card round. Exactly. That, right. Who knows what happened with that situation? They did we could be looking at an all-LA all LA Super Bowl right now. We could be looking yeah, at Rams yeah. Chargers. Because that yeah, was the team that I know. thought was going to make the Super Bowl against against the Packers when I when the preseason started. I said I like both of these teams, but it go to they show you, be. man, the opportunity is now. And the, like we keep saying, and I know we got seven messages we got to play. So shout out to yeah. everybody listening. Oh damn, um, I didn't even see that. <laughs> the opportunity is now, man. It's like Stafford needs to perform today, because if not, it's going to be the same narrative. Like man, like the kid was good put up statistical numbers, but couldn't get over the hump. And They're going to be that. like, oh, we could have kept golf. <laughs> yeah, we could have kept golf. That, even though we know golf not better. It's still, I can just see the storylines down in LA. Man, oh, we could have got golf because we got here a few years ago in the Super Bowl and lost with golf. So it's like... Hey, before we get to the messages, and, and, and you guys answer this real quick because I'm going to put seven dimes in the jukebox and Kason's going to pick some songs out. But let me ask you guys this. If Stafford in his career doesn't win a Super Bowl, does he go behind Dan Marino as the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl? I think that, so. I mean, that just, got just, just, like Marino, yeah, Marino just, got to a Super Bowl. Stafford got to a Super Bowl. Let's say for the discussion, Stafford doesn't win. There, there have been better quarterbacks than Stafford that never went to a Super Bowl, but Stafford's in a Super Bowl. If he doesn't win it and he doesn't win one the rest of his career, do you put him behind Dan Marino as the best quarterback to get uh, to a Super Bowl? Oh, to I mean, get you look okay. Because well, I was gonna say I got him behind Mike Vick, but that's just me being biased and having my own personal reasons. I, I honestly believe if Mike Vick never went to jail, he he might have won one with Atlanta. And that's yeah. just my personal opinion. And like I said, I'm biased because Michael Vick's the reason why I started watching football. But if I put my bias aside, I would have to say, like, yeah, Stafford will probably be second, Vic third. And it's because, like, the, uh, the man could play. Like, I, see, I seen uh, Stafford play in Georgia, and I'm going to be very quick. The first time I seen him play um, Alabama in college, I said, oh, yeah, he's going to be the number one pick. And I didn't know too much about, like, how drafting worked at the time and stuff. I said, oh, yeah, this kid could play. He, he's going to be a problem in the league. Granted, I didn't know Detroit was that bad either, and I didn't know careers die in Detroit. So I was like, man, like it's unfortunate how the draft works. That you could be a very talented um, college quarterback or a college uh, prospect, and your career goes to die somewhere, and it's, it's very unfortunate. But I agree with Brandon. You. Brandon, you uh, remember a couple couple weeks back, I threw up some stuff in the chat room about Warren Moon. Yeah, yeah, Warren Moon. Okay. Yeah. Here's here 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 here's the thing, Kason. Here's the thing for me on Michael Vick, and we'll go right to the messages after this. Warren Moon was the pocket passer version of Michael Vick. Like I never saw two football players that could throw the ball so easily and have it go so far and be right on the money when it needed to be. Um, so it's going to be. It's going to be super interesting. I mean, there's so much. This is why it's almost not, almost better to watch the game and not have the G-men in it because oh, look, yeah. there's my, so my much nerves. to watch. More. My nerves. 
so much to watch for and and it, let's face it it's, it's what gives phase one all of our brilliant material so i just put seven dimes in the jukebox baby as pat benatar said let's kick some of these messages out let's go to jones boy biggie you absolutely right thank you brilliantly put <laughs> i can't even argue with it but uh it is the reason why uh, there's ve- there's such a word as veterans and rookies. Uh, McVay's been here before. Really, the only piece new here is uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, the Bengals stumbled and bumbled their way here. In that uh, Chief game, nobody expected them to even be here after that first quarter. And uh, Patrick has some type of uh, mental breakdown. Who knows what it is? But I will give you this. When you are old, hold on, I come right back. We're going to play Jones Boy's message right now, but that's one thing we didn't touch upon real quick um, later on in the show for a little bit is how much pressure is on McVay being back at his second Super Bowl? When you are old, you value things way more than you ever imagined. E. When you sit back and reminisce and you look back, you go, damn. Regret is a scary, scary thing. And sometimes, man, you have to act. Even though you are afraid, you throw caution to the wind because you know that time is very short and you must react. And the time is now. So, like you say, we'll see. It'll come down to a whole bunch of oohs and ahs, but sometimes what's on paper is on paper. And the Rams are just better on paper. That's a fact. That's a good point. Let's go to Des real quick. But just to make a comment on Jones, boy, I remember I was talking to one of my favorite friends who's a former heavyweight champion, Ray Mercer. Um, And Mercer once said to me, you know, the difference between courage and fear. And I said, no, Ray, what is it? And he said, it's just different sides of the same coin. You just have to have the courage to flip over the other side. Let's go to Des. I think y'all all know who I'm rooting for tonight. I called it over the summer on this app. But anyway, um, yeah, it's nice to see different teams. It sucks that it's not my team, but it's nice to see different teams. You're absolutely right because um, it, it, it gives them, if you keep rooting for the same powerhouses, for the same Brady's, by the time the Eagles won, as much as I hate the Eagles, I was like, anybody with Brady, I don't give a fuck if it's the Eagles. <laughs> like, go ahead, take it, like, do it. So, yeah, I'm excited. I just hope it's better than last year's game. Not only not only is Des brilliant, and it's always great to hear her voice, I'm actually going to play her message next that she just left a few minutes ago because it tied into a joke that I was going to make a second ago. And for disclaimer, this is just a joke on our sports station. I honestly think Jerry Jones would rather drop dead of a heart attack on the podium when Goodell gave him the Lombardi Trophy than to live another 20 years and not ever hold a Lombardi trophy. And we all know that Jerry doesn't mind the publicity 
that that would bring. That's what I'm saying. Jerry. Dallas That's ain't going nowhere until Jerry Jones is in the grave. Unfortunately, I've been saying it as a true Cowboys fan. They got to get McCarthy the heck out of here. And even from the grave, Jerry Jones is going to be calling shots to the Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) And a lot of people um, talk about Joe Burrow and all this other stuff. Uh, You look at the numbers. uh, Joe Burrow is a turnover machine, too. Huh? A lot of people want to talk about Stafford. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, <laughs> has had uh, an up and down year also. Huh? Nine sacks to the Tennessee Titans with that with, uh, not that much premium weapons and not nearly as a defensive line as the Rams have is a totally different animal. I get the point about people playing tight and tight in tight situations, but like I said before, regret is a scary thing. The Rams already have one regret on their on their on their roster or they on their mind. They're not gonna have another one. Um I'm I'm <laughs> wait a minute. He nah, said I got no, but thirty-four, like, 34 touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. That 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 that's the. I'm gonna give you the stats right there. Yeah, he's like, only had three. He's only had three lost. He's only had three fumbles. Yeah, like so a few points that Jones boy made and some of them voice messages I did not agree with at all. Like it's, I mean, okay, the, one one of them was early on. This wasn't even a batch of messages, but this was like the first batch of messages he said. He said something about like when you're just better, you're just better, whatever the case may be. Like, my thing is this, like, the Rams, like, the overall from a roster standpoint, yeah, you could sit there and say, like, all right, they're the better team or whatever the case may be. But, uh, like I said before, I, think, I just think people just, I don't know what it is, but people are just not giving Cincinnati a chance. And I'm just trying to figure out, is people, are, are we watching the same football? Or I, maybe I'm watching something different. You know what I mean? Maybe I got to fix my TV or something. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? And then as far as the Burrow thing, like, the man only has 14 picks. Stafford threw more interceptions, if I'm not mistaken, than him. You know what I mean? So that's why I said if it was any quarterback I trust to to not turn a, a, turn the ball over in this game, it would be uh, Burrow. You know what I mean? Like, turnover machine, I don't know where that's that, – that's, that, I don't know where it came from. I'm, and this dating back to, all, to his college days. The man doesn't turn the ball over. You know what I mean? So – so I, I don't I don't know where that came from. You know what I mean? Like, uh-uh. Burrow is definitely, like I said before, these two good quarterbacks. I mean, if we had to sit there and talk about which one is better, I think obviously Stafford has all, all the arm talent. He can make all the throws. But just, when it comes to big play, just big play, like just big time situations, situations and big time moments, I trust Burrow. He's, he's proven time and time again in college and in the postseason. I don't know if people think we're trying to crown bro too early. I don't think that's the case. The man is really the real dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, maybe, like I said before, I don't know if it's because he plays for the Bengals, he plays in a small market. I don't know what it is, but the man could play. And I, I like I said before, I agree with, with um, Kay's point about, you know, they might not be next year, but I, listen, who knows? Who knows? The AFC is thick, but when you really, Break down, you look at the AFC.
Yeah, I think Brandon, he's going to come back. Let's go. Let's uh, let's wait for Brandon to jump back in. I'm going to play Storm's message. What's good? Peace and blessings to the panel. I'm going with the underdog like I always do. Everybody's picking the Rams, all the money on the Rams I see. And they uh the hot ticket right now. But just remember, they ain't they ain't that good. And I don't trust Matthew Stafford at all. I don't trust them, y'all. I'm just telling you, just like I'm a San Francisco fan, so I didn't trust Garoppolo. I knew he would make mistakes. So so I'm just telling you, I don't trust I trust um uh what's the quarterback from uh Cincinnati? I trust him. Joe Burrow than then uh Matthew Stafford. That's why I'm gonna take them. Anytime that man gets sacked nine times and win the game, I'm taking him. Holla. That's a great point, Kay, because it's like, you know, with Burrow, I almost want to use that old movie line. I think it was like from one of the Terminators. You can't kill him. You can only hope to con- contain him. Yeah. That's the only thing. Let's hit Jones boy in the jukebox. <clears throat> Brandon, you are absolutely right again about that uh that uh receiving core. But the one thing about receivers is they are the are dependent position. See a lot of people want to look at all the weapons outside the running back and the wide receivers and you know Joe Nine sacks is a fucking concern. Nine sacks is a concern. One-on-one in the trenches, it ain't even close. It ain't even close. Actually, the measurement between the two units are so wide, it's actually terrifying. Here's the scary thing for me, Kay. Didn't they win the game that Burrow got sacked nine times in? Yep, and that's what I keep going back to. Like, listen, nine times, granted. And, and Jones Boy is right. And I'm going to give Jones Boy credit for that. Like, he's right. At the end of the day, you're not supposed to win a game like that. You get sacked nine times. It's a blowout for the Tennessee wins this game in a blowout. But that's the beauty of the NFL, man. Like, they're going to find a way to win. And we said this all last night. Sometimes in a playoff run, you got to have a little luck. You got to. Always. Like if, you, if you look back at the, a lot of these Super Bowl teams that end up winning it, it's because of luck. Even, we said this back going to Brady's, the Patriots dynasty when they went back to back. That takes luck. It's a reason why Tampa Bay's not here. They weren't, right. they weren't lucky this year. They didn't have luck on their side. Hey, they had AB melt, melt, meltdown in in the middle of New Jersey, ironically. Because <laughs> all three of us are from that area. It's funny. But AB's meltdown, like, it's a reason. Uh, who who gets hurt? The kid from Penn State, uh, Godwin gets hurt. Yes. And they just weren't the same team. Like, if, if, if we're being completely honest, a healthy Tampa Bay could be here right now instead of the Rams. Even Rodgers, it's, it's a, a field goal took Rodgers off the play at the playoffs it goes sometimes the the ball just has to bounce your way and and the ball has bounced Cincinnati's way and the ball has bounced the Rams way because technically the Rams aren't even supposed to be here either if you if we look back in the beginning of the season Arizona was one of the hot if not the hottest teams to start off and then they took they, they tailed down because of injury 
their best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, goes down, and they weren't the same team after that. So luck just has to play a part with, with the NFL, especially it being such a physical game. You have to be lucky in this game. Like, Jordan Boyce said, like, the talent is there. And I'm, I'm going to quote the great Herm, Herm Edwards. <laughs> like, these games aren't played on paper. You play to win the games. And it's like, if that's the case, the Lakers would be the best team in the NBA right now. And they're not. And it, is, it just goes to show you, like, yeah, you can you can have the talent on paper, but it comes down to who wants it more. And and that's just basic psychology. Like, you're, they're going to be fighting for their lives because you win a Super Bowl, your lives change forever. Granted, you win a Super Bowl, and it's, it's, I think it's more important for Cincinnati than L.A. because I think L.A. has more of a chance to get back than Cincinnati because I think it's, it's only a couple of teams in, in the NFC. And granted, like, I can't speak too far ahead because we don't know what Rodgers is going to do. We don't know where Deshaun Watson is going to end up. Philadelphia, Philadelphia has capital. They can make a couple moves. They could be here next year. So it goes to show you, like, man, the like I keep saying, like I keep, I know I sound like a broken record. The opportunity is now for both of these teams, but especially more for Cincinnati because they they ain't really going to be here next year. And then the Rams, you don't know, man. You really don't know because you can't sign OBJ. That money, that like I keep saying that, like the the Rams. Cap situation, they turned off their cap on. Like, you know how mad you could turn off the cap situation? Yeah. You could just sign everybody. <laughs> That's what the Rams is on. Shout out to their cap, they cap guy because they going to pay a steep price for this, man. Like, giving up future capital for these for uh, to, to push all your chips in now is a dangerous thing. And, and I, Wicked, shout out to Wicked. He's not here, but Wicked always say that, man. Washington did that a couple years ago. And that defensive line is built by the Washington Commanders. But see, like, that's a good point. That's what I'm saying. But I see, yeah, the Rams, <laughs> they must have thought they was like, uh, like you said, they traded away, they mortgaged their future pretty much. They they must have thought this was the NBA or MLB. Like, this is not this is not what that is. So, therefore, yeah, the time is now for the Rams and for the next couple of years uh, while Stafford is in his prime and, and continue and he can remain healthy. But I, I do see the Rams. I do see the Rams towards maybe like the late 2020s. <laughs> Stafford's yeah. in his decline though. He's not on the prime. Like think about it, he's leaving his prime. Like, oh no, yeah, he's leaving his prime. What I'm saying is he still got a good couple years left though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he still got a good couple years left. So what I'm saying is by the late 2020s, or I can see the Rams being bad. You know what I mean? But you know who knows? Who knows what you know? Like I said, we know about the draft picks and all that type of stuff. But you know who knows? I just think time is now for the Rams. And listen, you either go big or go home. Now, get, trust me, I'm the listen. I don't want that to happen. That, that, that that's the Giants. You trading hmm. away more. You know what I mean? Like no mortgage in your future, right? But you know what I the mean. The Rams like, like said, the Rams are closer, so you could do that when you were a little closer. You could put all the stuff on the table. And it goes back, and I, and I always say this not to turn this into an NBA show, but any team that trades for LeBron, if you pay attention, ends up for a couple years, maybe four to five years, struggles for a long period of time. The Cavaliers, both times when they traded for LeBron, I mean, when they when they when they traded for LeBron, were horrible teams. They, and and this is what the Lakers are going to be when when LeBron leaves, because you give up a lot to go get another star. LeBron wants his roster constructed a different. Well, he roster. left the first go around. Well, right? he left. Like, yeah, he left the first. Yeah, he but, left the first go around, and then the but second. I think they won like nine games. The they won like nine games and ended up getting Kyrie. Yeah, like, it's different. Yeah, like you did. said in the NBA, it's different. Like 
once you know you get that number one pick, you're not really trading it unless it's a weak draft. But what the what the Rams did because the first three, I want to say the first three rounds in the NFL draft is the most important rounds. Granted, you can find a you can find a player anywhere. Like it's been Tom Brady was a six round pick, but them first three rounds, them first three rounds, you you go and find you a, a gem somewhere. And when you mortgage all that, it's a dangerous position, man. It's a day because now you're really banking on free agency. Like your roster is going to be mainly free agents. And as we know as Giants fans, that never pans out because if never. you look at our 2015 roster, we had so much free agents. We made the playoffs. Next year, it was one of the worst teams. So if you make it about 2016. Yeah, 2016. You, you bake too much on free agency, man. You, I don't know the future, like you, yeah, because this is not. I've always thought free agency, like me personally, I always thought, like, okay, yeah, the NBA it works, like in the NBA it works to a certain degree, but that really, really only works in the MLB because there's no salary cap, so right, that's what that's why the Yankees been able to be so and the Dodgers and stuff like that because you could do stuff like that, like you can. The form system it gets star play because there's no salary cap. So the MLB, that's why you see teams do it. You can see a one through nine lineup, and it looks like the All Star lineup. The Yankees have had that for years. You know what I mean? But like I said before, you know what I mean. He came made a good point. You know the Rams and the time is now. Today is the time. They were here a few years ago, uh, lost thirteen to three, and when was born Super Bowls ever against New England in 2018, the 2018 Super Bowl. So it's like the time is now for LA. You know what I mean? You know, uh, new stadium. You know what I mean? New uniforms. It's just it's a brand new era for them. So the, the time is now. The time is now to win the Super Bowl. Um, this is what you. This is what you know. This is why you got who you got. This is why you traded Stafford. This is why you trade for uh, uh, Avon Miller. Obviously, they traded Odell because they thought that you know they wanted to have you know Woods, Odell, and Cup, and then Woods went down. But you know this is what Odell is here for, man. So uh, this time is now for LA. Cincinnati's gonna have. Ample enough opportunity to get back. They're still young, you know what I mean. They might not be here next year, but I'm I'm still one of those people that said, "Who knows?" You know what I mean? Because Kansas City did make back to back Super Bowl appearances, so let's you know what I mean. The, the thing that interests me, Brand, in this game, and I want to see if anybody talks about it in pregame, postgame, or during the game. The Rams spent. Listen, the Chargers play out of that stadium, but they only probably donated a dollar. So here's yeah. the deal for me. The Rams paid $6 billion just for that stadium. And they're hosting a Super Bowl. And what I love this game, the entire Bengal organization and their stadium and their owner would have to borrow $5 billion if they wanted to spend <laughs> $6 billion on a stadium. So to me, I think I said this in the chat room, the Bengals are like, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays of football. Mm-hmm. They overachieve within the system, but they're not in a huge market. They don't have a billionaire owner. Um, so every move they make from coaching to players is so important. And you guys hit about you guys hit on it perfectly about putting this big money out there for players, right? Because Brandon hit it. You have no salary cap in baseball. And Kason, you could teach me more. In basketball, if you have a bad contract, you sign a player to a bad contract, you have more options to get rid of him or out of that contract than you do in the NFL, right? 
if you sign a bad contract in the NFL, you're stuck oh, yeah. with that. And in basketball, there's a little bit more maneuvering that you could maybe do, but yep. I just love the way the Bengals have put this all together. I love the way that the organization stayed with the head coach and the philosophy when the first few games of the season started coming together and not as advantageous as, as the Bengals would have wanted it to. Um, there's just a lot, there's just a lot to be said with the way the Bengals are, are, are doing it. Um, and listen, we all know that NFL is a copycat league. Um, there'll be some things that come out of this Super Bowl, win, lose, or draw that the Bengals have done that other organizations may look to do in the future because nobody needs to look at the Rams formula and say, Oh, how do we get to a Super Bowl? Well, you somehow get OBJ, you go get Matthew Stafford, you trade away three future number one. I mean, shit, like <laughs> anybody can do that. Anybody can mortgage the future for the And now. see, big, I think with the Rams that when they did that, uh, they were probably looking at it like, okay, we're going to trade away these three future first round picks. I have a many they trade. I think it's, it's, it's three at this point. So they're looking at it probably from a standpoint of, and now see, this is where I, I get what people are saying, but this is where I do kind of like understand to some degree why they did it and why from a Rams standpoint, they looking at it like, okay, we're going to be picking late in the first run anyway these next few years because we're going to be good. So that's, I wonder if that's, not, that's how they was thinking. They probably looking at it like, oh, we, we're not going to have a high first round pick. I'm just trying to figure out what, what that's, this is their way of thinking. Me personally, I still wouldn't have done it, but, you know, when you're in those situations as a front office, when you're in the front office, Les Snead and Stan Kroenke, obviously the owner, you know what I mean, giving them the five-powder money and obviously having the deep pockets to do so, you do it. You know what I mean? Right. So if I'm a Rams fan, like I said before, I'm looking at it like, okay, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but the time is now. And, yeah, we did trade away three first-round picks. I forgot the years, but the Rams are looking at it like, okay, we can be good, you know, for the next few years to come. Those first-round picks is going to be late picks anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So you you rather for them to be late than high. You know what I mean? So, sure. um, like I said before, I mean, like I said, this is a, this is a typical, like they fit LA perfectly. It's like you said, the Chargers are pretty much renting that stadium. It's like that's why the Clippers want to move from uh, Staples, and that's why they go have their own stadium. And you know, a few you know, two years down the line, uh, really next to SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. You know what I mean? The Clippers have their own you know arena or whatever the case may be. I'm not comparing the Rams galore to the Lakers galore. That's not what I'm saying. But the Rams are the main football team in LA, so that's what I'm saying. So, you know, like I, I said the same thing about that life stadium. People we think I'll be playing. That's really like okay, the Giants and Jets, like the Jets, I've always felt like they were renting that stadium to me. Now I know Woody and Johnson, yeah, like they they got deep pockets too, but it's not like Titch, you know what I mean? So and, and Mara and stuff like that. So it, it just it's that's the thing about being a second day team sometimes in the city, man. It just it makes you feel some type of way in a negative. Way, I would never, I would never do. It. Listen, we'll play these three messages from Jones Boy, and then if you guys are good, we'll we'll clip the, we'll clip the show off at ten thirty, and I'm sure we'll be chatting with each other before, during, and after the game. It's great to be you know watching it with my dear friends, you guys. Let's click these three messages for Jones. But on that point, on that point with the Rams and the Chargers and the Giants with the Jets, if if I ever got to the opportunity where I was as rich as as uh, 
as Johnson and Johnson. And I mean, this, the, the charger situation's tough. That's Spanos. That's been family owned since it, you know, the conception of the AFL. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the chargers be sold over the, the next couple of seasons, but how can, how can you rent the stadium? You know, that's like, that's like the epitome of the old saying, like, Hey, when you come onto our turf, you know, this is our, they don't have it. The Chargers don't have that. that nobody, uh, Jets fans don't even look at MetLife like that's the Jets stadium. I think Jet fans are still waiting for their stadium to be built on the West Side Highway, and that's never going to happen. Let's see what Jones Boy has to rock and roll us with as we start to wind down Phase 1 Super Bowl Prediction Show. Everybody, thank you for listening to Phase 1. We love bringing you all of your sports news, knowledge, and information, and we can completely appreciate all of your input we'll be setting up a post-game super bowl show and i think i speak for the entire team that we are all just jack juice and excited to start talking about some nba with our nba show that's coming up please keep an eye on our schedule we're also going to be setting up a two-part giant show and then as basketball starts to get deeper in we what please keep an eye on our schedule uh, we'll be setting up our NFL draft show and some combine shows. So just look for a lot of really great programming on the Phase One Sports Network. And we appreciate everybody who's following and listening to us and all of the other great sports news that you can pick up here on Sports on Stereo. But let's see what Jones Boy has because I only have three dimes left in my pocket for the jukebox. In the, you know, <clears throat> Big E. It's like those old westerns, man, where you got the one gunslinger, and and he takes down a whole maybe maybe an old cleanies where he takes down a whole mob of of, of uh you know the opposite the opposition. And even though that was a great ass movie, you still sit back and say, "There's no way that was supposed to fucking happen." <laughs> In reality, there's no way that was supposed to happen. Now, if we're going to be honest about things, you know damn well that if this man takes five to six sacks in the Super Bowl, it's over. It's over. And I understand by him coming back and winning that other game, but what's the odds of that happening more than one time in the NFL season, honestly? He's but we've seen out. it done happen before, though. Like I see what he's saying. Like that, the five right. six tax point. That I do agree with that point because this. See, the Rams' offense is not obviously. This is not Tannehill you going up against. This is not the Tennessee offense. So you, you know, you uh, he had eight nine sacks, but Tennessee couldn't capitalize on it in terms of scoring. The Rams will capitalize on scoring if you, if you, you know what I mean. If Bro gets sacked five six times or whatever the case may be, but. uh We've seen that happen before, guys. Like when teams have been that de- Kansas City did it in 2019. We've seen teams be down. Uh, you know, 2011 was comeback year for Eli. Plenty of time pairs we were down, and then you know we had a drive or something like that came down. Like we, how many times we've seen Brady do that throughout his career? So we've seen teams get down before. Now again, you you don't want to get down so much. You know what I mean? That's but, it. Yep. That's you know, it. but like, I, like my thing is like people make it seem like Cincinnati been playing from behind the whole postseason. They they the game against the Raiders they were up. The Raiders came back, made it a game towards the end. But Cincinnati for the most part was in control of that game, even though the Raiders had a chance to I believe take it to overtime or win it towards the end. I can't remember, but 
Cincinnati was in control of that game. They had the lead for majority of the game. The next week, I think it was PJ Saeed that said something. I mean, yesterday about last night about Cincinnati was playing from behind that whole game. No, they weren't. That was a low scoring game. It was deep. It was low scoring the whole game. So they weren't playing from behind. You know what I mean? And then the only game that they really played from behind this postseason was the AFC Championship game. People been making it seem like Cincinnati been playing from behind since the divisional round, since the wild card round. No, that's not true. They've only been the comeback kids. AFC Championship game, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So the Rams came from behind against San Francisco. It was 17-7. And I know everybody was thinking, like, uh-oh, it looked like the Rams. They it's just You just had that thing. Like, now, you know, it's like, like mentally, like, okay, they can't get over the hump against the 49ers. They end up coming back. So the whole getting down thing, I get it. You know what I mean? You don't want to be down so much. But I think if the Bengals get down a touchdown or 10 points or something like that, it's not, it's not hard to overcome. Two touchdowns, I am getting a little worried, depending on what time period we are in the game. You know what I mean? But I don't think that any team, for that matter, is really going to get down that much in this game. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth affair. I think it's going to be a little low scoring in the first quarter. I could see that. I could be wrong. It could be fireworks from start to, to the finish. But I just think that because of the nerves, I could see both teams coming out early on, s- slow, and then as the game goes along, they we start really seeing some fireworks because the Rams are going to score points. We know that, and Cincinnati is going to move the ball as well. You know what I mean? Right. My thing is if they can protect Burrow, if they can protect Burrow, give them some time, the weapons are there. You know, the Rams, the Rams and that's for any secondary. I don't care how good this secondary is. We've seen that with Buffalo against Kansas City. When you don't get pressure on Mahomes, I don't care how good this secondary is. Receivers are going to get open. They can't hold up for that long. You sure. know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you start playing – you start playing street ball at that time. Exactly. Is what it comes down to. Let's finish up with Jones Boy's last two messages. Then we'll all give our final scores and everybody get ready for a phenomenal day. And another thing too. <laughs> all this stuff about Matthew Stafford and, and all this looking back on his career with an inferior team. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl. And the receiver on his team is a triple crown winner. I'm going to say it again. Receivers are a dependent position. Somebody got to throw him the ball. And like I said before, man, everybody loves the underdog. Everybody want to look at games that were just absolutely nuts and want to say it's destiny sometimes man that's not the case you just look down and the team is better and I don't want to keep blowing up y'all messages but y'all know I love to talk of, I love sports man I love football and um you know man <laughs> Burrow had an amazing collegiate uh, career. A lot of quarterbacks have, and it ain't measured up to anything. And with all due respect, this ain't college. And you ain't playing against college players. You're playing against the greatest players on the planet at this level. And the Rams' defense is legit. I don't you can call it Hollywood, you can call it whatever you want to. That fucking defense is legit. 
it's a fact. No, the deep the their defense is legit. Like we all know the Rams defense is legit. They've had a pretty good run the whole postseason. You know, they had to come back against, you know, Tampa almost came back, but they've their defense has been legit. You know what I mean? They've they've actually um Towards the end of the season, especially in the postseason, their defense did get hot, but you can say the same thing about Cincinnati, their opportunistic defense. But, of course, the Rams do have the better defense. We did see, again, we did see Cincinnati, a little like they were about to get ran off the field in the first half against Kansas City. Like, the defense just had no answers at all for Kansas City. A lot of that had to do with Mahomes just making something out of nothing at times. But, uh, you know, like I said, the Rams' defense is legit. The only thing I would say about his point with Bro is, Okay, we know you can have a great college career and it doesn't translate into the NFL, but Burrow is already in the Super Bowl in his second year. So, I mean, it looks like the trajectory of his career is going to be it's going to be pretty good. Nobody said the man was going to win multiple Super Bowls or anything like that. This man might this might be his Super Bowl and he might not never get to another one, but that don't mean that you don't have great success in the NFL. You know what I mean? You could you could never win a Super Bowl and still have great success in the NFL in terms of just from a statistic standpoint and at least getting there. I do think Burrow's going to end up with a Super Bowl. Might be today or whomever in his career. You know what I mean? But I think Burrow's the trajectory of his career is is heading down the right path. It's trending upwards. You know what I mean? You know, so I think he'll have a great NFL career. I think that's safe to say. And before he tore his ACL, nobody saying Cincinnati would have made the playoffs last year. But who, it would have been interesting to see where he could have took that team last year. Obviously, there was no Jamar Chase, but Boyd was there. I believe Higgins was still there. Mixon was there. So it would have been it would have been interesting to see where Cincinnati could have finished towards the season. Now I know coming into the season, I had Cincinnati last in the North. Just because I I thought Cleveland the year that they had I thought Cleveland was going to finish first place I I had Baltimore coming in at second I had Pittsburgh at third I had Cincinnati last because I didn't really know what to expect from them with bro coming up the torn ACL and nobody right. really wasn't talking about Cincinnati like that we knew about them drafting Chase in the first round but we didn't see how good the Bengals were until you know a certain point in the regular season and we saw they had a like that remember they they lost to Cleveland twice. Obviously, the last game was meaningful. I mean, was meaningless. But the first game, I remember that game against Cleveland. They got annihilated. And then another one, they lost to the Jets. You know what I mean? So, we've seen teams before, man, have, like, bad losses and stuff like that. But my final score, I actually, I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction, y'all. I got the Bengals. I got Cincinnati. I think that they're going to ruin the show. They're going to ruin the show for the Rams. Um, My score... This game, I think, is going to be high scoring. Um, my score is 34-31. 34-31. I like that. Kicker, uh, the kicker, I think, is going to send it off. The same way the Bengals have pretty much rolled it into the post, I mean, to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the divisional round, because the wild card round, they won off the interception. But the divisional round, field goal, AFC Championship game, field goal. I think they ride into the sunset. With the field goal, I got the Bengals 34-31. I would not be surprised if the Rams won. I'm not rooting against the Rams. This is the Super Bowl I was hoping because I did not want to see Kansas City because I wanted to have a Super Bowl where it doesn't matter who wins. Because if the Chiefs would have made it, I would have been rooting for the Rams. Just because we've seen this story with Kansas City already the past two years. I don't got nothing against the Chiefs. I want to make that clear. But it's like, okay, I didn't want to see a two a two Super Bowl in three years. You know what I mean? But I like... um. I like the Bengals 34-31. I think they I think they won the show. I really do. I think a lot of people expect for the Rams to win this one hometown, home stadium. I think the Rams really I think a lot of people expected for it to be a close game, but the Rams to pull away at the end or just the Rams to win in general. But I think Cincinnati is really gonna wake some people up. And I think they're gonna uh 
I, I think I think they're gonna win 34-31. I just think the offensive weapons is gonna be too much for the Rams to handle. And I think that the Bengals can find some type of way to limit Cup's damage, double team them. They got a real good chance. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm pretty much banking on. I still think the Rams is going to score. That's why I said it's going to be 31. Right. But I think the Bengals is 34-31. Cincinnati wins their first Super Bowl. And Burrow is going to be – everybody been talking about Mahomes. But I think after this one, I do not expect to see a whole bunch of, all right, who's really the best quarterback in the Because you know stuff like that happens. Talks like that happens. Sure. But, you know, I think Burrow is going to be the talk of uh, the NFL all offseason. And just in sports in general, I really do. I really do. I think this he's he's the next kid. I think people been talking about Mahomes, but who knows? Maybe it might be Burrow. He might be that next kid. Because you know that's the thing. Everybody talks about, well, you know, same the Brady retires. You know, same thing with Jordan. Well, who's the next? Not saying Burrow's going to be Brady, but I'm just saying who is that next guy? And a lot of people thought it was going to be Mahomes, but you don't really know if it's going to be Mahomes or not. And we don't know if it's going to be Burrow, but he he has a chance to win a Super Bowl in the second year. Uh, same thing Mahomes. So I got Cincinnati 34-31. So before I, I turn this over to Kaysan, and then I want to, and then when Kaysan's done, I, I'm I, everybody knows my score. I, I think the Bengals win this by seven. If I was a betting man, Woo! I would tease, I would tease this game and take the Bengals plus eleven. <laughs> And tease that over, and tease that over under, and then uh, take the over on that. But uh, this is just going to be a phenomenal football game. Everybody, kind of just get ready for the popcorn. Um, just enjoy it. I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, the, your Phase One crew will be chatting during the game and before the game. I don't know if we'll get in a show tonight. Depends on what the game looks like. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little bit late, but. Our CEO is going to sign us off, but before he does, I just want to take time and thank everybody that listened today from Dan Rod to, De- uh, to Dez to Jones Boy to Corey to Trez to PJ j- jumping in. Uh, Saeed was with us today. Marcus was with us today. God, thank you all for coming out and listening and, and supporting Sports on Stereo, but especially the Phase 1 crew. Um, keep an eye on our calendar. We will be setting up an early show this week to review uh, this phenomenal game and then talk about our upcoming shows specifically as they relate to the Giants. And then we'll get in on to the draft. Um, but everybody knows how Brandon feels. I, I say the Bengals win by seven, but we're going to leave the last word to our CEO, Kason. What do you have for our listeners? How do you see this game winding out tonight? It's crazy because I got the same exact score as Brandon does, and I actually Woo! put money on that score, 34-31. I put $5 to win 400 on FanDuel, so I, I left that on the chat for y'all to see. But, no, nah, I, I agree with Brandon. I feel like it's going it's going to come down to a kick. Well, there's the Rams or the Bengals, but I, I see the Bengals just pulling this out 34-31. So that's who I'm rocking out with. Hopefully me and Brandon right, because then that means I win $400. <laughs> off a five dollar bet, and I ain't even gonna be mad at that. Um, but no, like, <laughs> like no, nah, this was a great three part series. Shout out to Biggie for the for the idea, man. Because I wasn't thinking like that. I was just thinking doing one show, but three part series makes sense. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. So if you miss any part of the any part of the show, you can always go on Spotify or pod or Apple Podcasts to, to and to, to everybody that's and to everybody that's listening. 
if you missed any of our shows, I have to tell you that it is a whole different enjoyable listening experience if you listen to us on Spotify and just throw your headphones in as you're walking around and you're doing some of your errands. You, It's just a different feel than if you have your phone open and you're seeing our emojis and us talking about it. So like Kason said, listen to us on Spotify and Apple. We're only going to be growing this phase one sports network. We have a lot of great things coming up in the future. We have a lot of phenomenal talent on the roster. Um, just on a personal note, Kason, thanks for bringing me into the fold. Brandon, on a personal note, I'm so glad that you joined us because you you, you bring vim and vigor and energy and brilliance to this phase one team. I appreciate and, uh, that. And uh, I love both of you guys. It's going to be a great day. Kason, thanks for setting all of this up. And, and as Kason said, listen to Phase 1 on Spotify, on Apple, on Stereo. Uh, follow us so you know when we do our shows that we set up, you'll get a notification. And, you know, we're all about breaking news. So don't be surprised to see us kind of come in unplanned. Sit back, relax, eat some good food, be with family. Don't drink and drive. I was about Just, to say one last point about that. Hit it, <laughs> like, hit it, wait, wait, wait a minute. Before K or Biggie, you know, whomever um, finishes off. Guys, it's Super Bowl Sunday, which remember, it's not a national holiday tomorrow. Besides Valentine's Day, <laughs> not for a lot of work. Listen, I'm going to be drinking too, but let's everybody's going to be having fun tonight. Especially if it's 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 a you know an entertaining game like we all expect for it to be. But guys, do not call out of work tomorrow. Nobody wants to hear over oh, the Super Bowl yesterday because I'm telling you, I, you gonna get that. You know what I mean? Don't nobody want to hear that still. Yo, my supervisor already know. Last year she told me she like, yo, I got a fella you calling out tomorrow. I was like, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, well, you know, like I said, my, my my thing is a little. My 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 job know I'm in Philly, so they know that if it's a, that I got somewhat of a legit excuse if I do decide to call out or even not call out, go late or you know what I mean. Because I could always do that job at night or something like that. You know what I mean? Or So it all depends. It all depends on how I feel it. But I'm, I'm so excited. This was a great show. Glad to be in tune with you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be I'll be texting and talking throughout the group chat, whatever. I don't know if I'm going to do a show after the night. Yeah, I'm, I'm no. Try to get in. I know I'm going to be probably a little bit too, 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 you know what I mean? But. Great. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I'm definitely gonna be talking throughout the game. This is this was great. This is great. We gotta do a series for the finals too, y'all. We definitely you definitely gotta do a series like this for the finals. The biggie's the creative, the creative person out of the group, man. But no, uh, I was thinking we gotta do a recap show for the whole NFL. Yeah, so we go division by division. I, that just came to my mind. Like oh, yeah, how we did yeah. the prediction show, we gotta go back and listen to that. We need Wicked, man, because I'm telling y'all, Wicked yes. has some crazy predictions, man. He yes. don't want to hold up to him. <laughs> but I got to go listen to the tape, man, because Wicked has some crazy predictions. I know and I was. Uh, I just got a notification. So, McVay and Zach Taylor are in line for contract extensions. I know the noise has been going around about McVay t- possibly hitting that early retirement, but he's already said that that's not going to happen. He doesn't plan on coaching until 60, but he is going to coach for the foreseeable future. Um, and also, Odell just came out and said that he will take a pay cut to remain with the Rams. He loves it in LA. He loves the team. We'll see if that remains to be true. We know everybody wants their money. Uh, and the Rams just don't have the, the money to really pay him what he might be asking for, especially the postseason that he's had, especially if he finished it off with a banger tonight. But um, he did say that. He does, He just came out and said that he will be looking to uh, – he would love to remain with the team, a hometown discount, whatever you, you know want to call it. But um, 
there's going to be some bunch of storylines after this game going into the offseason. I'll tell you what, if that happens, if that happens, I would not want to be a secondary player for a team oh my next God. year. Yeah. If you're talking about playing the Rams and you see Cooper Cup, OBJ, and honestly, to me, the most underrated receiver in football with his blocking and his leadership mm-hmm. in Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. LA kid. Scary team right there as far as as far as receivers go. Robert Woods, to me, two of the most underrated receivers that I've seen in football over the last 15 years, and I would take them on my team in a heartbeat, would be Anquan Bolden, Robert mm. Woods, and Steve Smith Sr. And none of them are over six feet tall. Nope, none of them. And it's crazy because the Rams... I hope this is not the well. Obviously, I pick Cincinnati, but I don't believe. But you just, I just wonder if the Rams do lose this game, would they be going back saying, "Only if we have Robert Woods," because it was the same thing in the, the Super Bowl against New England a few years ago. Cup didn't play in that game. It was well, the two main receivers were Woods and and Brandon Cooks. Just like the same situation tonight, the two receivers are, you know, Cooper Cup and Odell. So I wonder if they lose this game, would they be like, "Ah oh, man, I wonder if we only if we have Robert Woods." I'm pretty sure they'd be saying that, but um. Again, it's going to be an entertaining Super Bowl. Cincinnati 34-31. What's that saying? Who they? I think, yeah, that's who the they? Game. Yeah, who they? They got who, who they? They, they, they got they gonna they got who Bengals. They. Right, exactly. They got that. They got Ruler Jungle. I've been on the Instagram. I've been on both team Instagram pages, both team Twitter pages. It's lit, you know what I mean, between both fan bases and stuff like that. I, I can't wait. I'm actually uh, about to get my day started now. Uh, it's early, but not drinking-wise, but just, you know, just getting the day started, man. Just getting excited. They're actually, the, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, they always do a pregame early on. So they're going to be talking about the Super Bowl on NBC because that's where obviously the game is going to be on at 12 o'clock. They're going to be talking about the game for six hours leading up to the game. So it's going to be a big pregame. I know, listen, the halftime show, I think, is going to be, I think the halftime show might rival some of the greatest halftime shows we've ever seen, uh, AKA Michael, Prince, Beyonce had a couple. Um, I, I'm expecting for Dre and Snoop to put on the show. It's in their back, they backyard, Kendrick's backyard. I expect for Eminem to put on a monster performance. Mary J, the queen of hip hop. So I, I, uh, I really expect for, uh, I expect for this to, to be a, a, a tremendous day. I hope everybody has a great day, and I hope the game is just because I know the halftime show is gonna be entertaining. So I hope that the game is just as entertaining, which I believe it will be. Everybody, yeah, so thank like you it. for listening. Thank you for listening to Phase One Sports. Keep an eye on our programming. We have a lot more in store in the future. As soon as this game is over, we're going to be getting into our basketball world. We already have some basketball shows set up. And then right after that, the Brain Trust will be getting together and we'll put the path to the draft show together. We have our giant breakdown show to go through. So tag us. Listen to Phase One Sports. It's just like hanging out with your buddies sitting at a table, shooting the fat, and just enjoying the game. Guys, please be safe. Have a wonderful day today. I'll be thinking about you guys. We'll message throughout the game, and then we'll get set up for our next couple of shows. So, as always, God bless you. Love you. You guys have a great day. On behalf of Kason, the CEO, Brandon, the Magic Money Man, and myself, Biggie, we wish you all a wonderful, healthy, and happy Super Bowl Sunday. And as Brandon said, who they? Who they? Who they? Also, also remember this one last point. Remember this one last point, guys. Everybody remember this one last point.
It's a Bengals and Rams Super Bowl, but don't ever forget, go Big Blue. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But well, listen. So here, so really, here, here, here's. I don't know if you guys know this, and I'll end it on this one. Big Blue is involved in every football game on every Sunday, every playoff game, and every Super Bowl game. And here's what I mean: the NFL football is nicknamed the Duke. That's what they call the specific NFL football that I think Wilson makes it. Mm-hmm. The reason they call that ball the Duke is because the original owner of the New York football giants, Wellington Mara, his favorite movie was a, uh, a, 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 a movie about like three musketeers and the knights. And his favorite meal was, was beef Wellington. So they actually nicknamed that football the Duke after Wellington Mara. So the New York football Giants. Yep. I'll send you the little I'll send you the little video. I'll send you the little video on it. Um so Big Blues involved in every single game. And as our team had a bad year, we gotta be somehow involved in the Super Bowl. Right. What team could say that? What team could say that? That that team right? was involved in every game. Because you know, Vince Lombardi, the package, that's just for the Lombardi trophy. But every game, what team could say that? Mm-hmm. That's why I said go big blue, man. Go, go big, big blue. blue. You guys have a great day, and we'll all chat later. Everybody, thanks for listening to Phase 1. Everybody, enjoy the day. Enjoy the game. God bless and be safe in all your travels. This is Phase 1 saying, Who day? Who day?